fantastic. Have you ever thought about turning it into a book or using it for a book? She's like, what do you mean? You know, cause she probably put it together on Canva, did her blank spaces, all that. And I was like, yeah, if you just build off of this, probably with other things that you've written, you could easily turn this into a mini book, which is like a very popular now, like between 30 and 80 pages of, of content. And that's really popular, especially for people who are using it kind of like a business card or in their programs. Do you ever come across a coaching program and wonder how they sold it, why they built it, and what life looks for them day to day? From that very first client to the 10th, 100th, and 1,000th client, I want to know all the details. I'm Michelle Rockwood, and I teach life coaches how to sell their coaching for thousands, without scripts, and with your entire heart and soul. Join me as we deep dive behind the scenes into some of the world's most successful coaches from 25,000 to 25 million and everywhere in between. Hey, Shana, thank you so much for being here. I am so excited to dive in. I have been anticipating this conversation for a very, very long time because it's something that's near and dear to my heart. I think, you know, I've told you that I am writing a sales book as well, and you are um, the guru when it comes to getting your book out of your head, onto your paper and onto Amazon. So I'm super excited to ask you many questions. First off, is a book the new business card, Miss Shana Hartman? Mm. Is it true? Hey, Michelle, so excited to be here. Yay. Great, great, great question. I actually just was reading an article and watching a video about this. And the definitive answer was, yes, it's the new business card, but it felt a little too cliche. And what I think it really comes down to is in society, we value books. <laughs> That's just sort of a fact. We love story. We love words. It's how we connect as humans is through our communication, whatever that looks like. And so because we kind of have books a little bit um, still on a pedestal, even though they're very much becoming more accessible in terms of being able to access them as readers and also being able to publish them without necessarily having to go the traditional publishing route and through a publishing house. I think it still has a lot of weight, a lot of societal and cultural weight. And therefore in your business, it's going to carry a lot of weight too. Wow, this person has published. So really what it does is establishes your area of expertise, um, lets people know that you have something worthy of sharing enough to put into a book and sit down and lay those words out. And it allows people to get to know you a little bit better, right? A business card is flat and static. A book, we're hearing your words. We're hearing how you say it. We're hearing stories from you. Um, we're hearing your key concepts and, and things like that, that a lot of my clients who own businesses really in are able to infuse in their book and it leaves a legacy. It works for you well beyond the time it took to write that book. So it is something that allows you to expand your reach and grow well beyond probably who you could reach in social media or on your email list or even in referrals. Um, I have, you know, my planning guide, this is the year you write your book. And I have people who've sold, you know, bought it from across the world. And how, how could I ever 
you know, reach them if it weren't for the magic of self-publishing and Amazon and all that kind of thing. So yes, it is the new business card, but I think it's a, a deeper and a little less cliche than that. It's actually got a little more oomph and some substance behind it. I love it. I mean, I'm yeah. not bothered by it's the new business card, right? I, you know, that doesn't bother me. But what I was like, when I went to start writing my book and listening and reading, they said, you know, the goal isn't to sell books. And I was like, oh, tell me more, Mm -hmm. you know? And so most people will sell. I think like you're doing really well. I've heard if it's 5,000 books a year um, and that's, I mean, you're blowing it out of the water if you're selling that many books. And so the goal isn't to sell your book, but instead your ultimate goal is to sell your program, you know, for someone like me or, you know, your coaching Or if you're a business person writing a book about your experience. And so coming at it from that different angle is really interesting. You know, thinking about what you want to give your clients, not giving it away completely while still serving them and what that looks like. How does somebody decide what type of book they want to write? Because there's some people listening to this that, you know, don't necessarily want to promote their business, but they have a book within them. And what do you, what do you call that? Or how do you decide on what type of book? Yeah. I mean, most of the people, um, pretty much everything I work with clients is in the nonfiction world. Okay. And what's interesting is you're right. Um, a lot of us, especially who are service-based entrepreneurs, very heart-centered, you know, empaths, all that kind of thing, healers and feelers. We often like, we come at our service from a story perspective. Like we, we honor other people's experiences, hold space for that coach and support them through that. And of course we have our own. So you're right. A lot of people, yes, they have these like maybe strategies or tips and tools and tricks of the trade that they've learned that they want to share, but there's also like lived experiences. And so it's really this interesting blend that I think people, um, I find my clients really have to decipher what they do want to share from their own personal life and experience. But the people I tend to work with, like it is a little bit of discovery writing what it is, the shape of it. So it's not just one single genre. We kind of wind up with this sort of collage or quilt of maybe a little bit memoirish, maybe a little bit personal growth, maybe a little bit you know, business, maybe a little bit reflection, maybe a little bit practical tips. Um, It becomes this really interesting personalized for them collage of their work and their life. And so I think for me, the way you figure it out is you start writing. (laughs) When's the best time to plant a tree? Yesterday, right? Same thing with writing your book. Like it's now or, you know, when really. So I do find a lot of people feel like they have to know definitively this is what I want my book to be before they can start writing. And that's probably the biggest procrastinate, you know, procrastinate writing that you can kind of do is, and, and resistance that you kind of create for yourself because you never written it. How could you know exactly what it's going to be until you really just start? How does one start writing a book? You know, and for me, like, I'll open, I have, you know, eight Gmail accounts, right? Like literally eight, you know? And so what do I open one tab here, another tab there. I have notes on my phone. Do you have a suggestion for how to 
somewhat structured start. Yeah. And I will say like, it's very personalized. Um, everyone has their own process. I was just, um, a client was vaccinated this morning and she was like, oh, I've realized like, I didn't think I had a process for my writing, but I do. And it is in little bits. She gets these in hits of inspiration and she just captures it how she can capture it. And then she realizes when she comes back to it, she's able to tap back in and keep writing. And, it, and she just trusts that it grows from there. And when we first decide that we want to write our book, there very much is a like, how, how, how our brain wants to know the how. So there's kind of a couple of things that I support people and, and like, and share with them to do is gather your word assets. So like you said, you've got eight different Gmail accounts, right? Like I'm sure you have program material over here and maybe an article you've written over there and, and bits and pieces and social media posts and all of that. One thing to that really helps people realize they definitely have a book in them is to gather all of those beautiful word assets. Um, I was meeting with a new client the other day and she had this gorgeous workbook that was from a workshop, a free workshop she was doing. And I was like, this is fantastic. Have you ever thought about turning it into a book or using it for a book? She's like, what do you mean? You know, because she probably put it together on Canva, did her blank spaces, all that. And I was like, yeah, if you just build off of this, probably with other things that you've written, you could easily turn this into a mini book, which is like a very popular now, like between 30 and 80 pages of, of content. And that's really popular, especially for people who are using it kind of like a business card or in their programs. So gathering your word assets is huge, um, a huge way to start and really see, oh my gosh, I've written so much. I don't know any business owner that does not write, right? You may not can't call yourself a writer, but you write. Even your and emails. I mean, oh, oh we spend hours on emails. Landing pages. Okay. I have to ask you mini book. Yeah. Tell me more about this because I'm actually really intrigued with this. So you said 30 to 80 pages. Is this something you print or is it, tell me more. Typically with, if you're down in like the 30, 40 range, that's probably going to be like an ebook PDF. We love supporting people on my team with like, whatever your publication goals. Some people do want it to go to Amazon or some kind of self-publishing route. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people just want it to be like a beautiful, powerful, really nice um, freebie or opt-in or supplement to their programs that really entices people in. You know, it, it's totally up to, to you. But yeah, that mini book is really interesting because it's kind of goes along with the flow now of like micro courses where things are, you know, videos are like 10 to 15 minutes. They're getting a short, a quick win. Yeah. Um, the user or the reader. And people can really digest that quickly and get to know, you know, just one piece of the pie that you offer. Michelle, I know your work. And so like, you could talk about rapport for 30 pages, you know what I mean? And like <laughs> offer true. tips and, and ways and, and different things. You probably already basically have it written somewhere. So it just, it's just an interesting new um, phenomena is the little, the little mini book. Some people put it on Amazon, it's just free. And again, kind of using it like the business card sort of model. Okay, so if you put it on Amazon, I write a 30 page book on um, offers, for example, right? I'm doing a training right now on creating your offer for somewhat new coaches, right? And you put it on Amazon, people are, they're clicking through or do you have a link in that book to click through to you? Like, how does it go from Amazon to connecting to you? You're, I mean, your name's on it, of course, but. Are you asking like the actual content? You yeah, because you're not capturing whatever that the... lead. So if you run an ad, right, you capture gotcha. their name. And mm -hmm. so how does that kind of funnel work when you put it on Amazon for free? Can there be a link in the book to you? 
Yeah, absolutely. Right, there can. Okay. Absolutely. Cool. Yeah. Everyone should put in their books. If, if you have a way for people to continue to work with you, and I would even say, even if your book is not necessarily directly about that work, you know, like you said, some people just want to share their story or write about something else that they're passionate about in your bio information, in the back of the book, in the front of the book, put in there how people can connect with you. Um, maybe it's sending them to your community. Uh, maybe it's getting on your email list. Maybe it is hopping on, you know, a discovery call to see like, is this a good next step to work with you? Very cool. Really, really, really cool. I love, I mean, Amazon really excites me all, mm -hmm. all the things. So let's take it back a step because obviously you're clearly, I, I mean, obviously you're amazing at what you do. You have a really clear niche. You have a really clear audience. Um, you've started to bring on some salespeople even now going forward. And how did you start? How did you find your niche? How did you find your people? How did you know you even wanted to do this? Well, my background is actually, um, I wanted to be a teacher and was and in English specifically. And I always knew I wanted to be a university professor. So before coaching, before I discovered coaching, I was a tenured um, university professor and taught English, specifically English education. So I taught future teachers to go into the classrooms oh. and be awesome teachers. And really my love within that was writing and talking about writing and teaching writing and writing about writing and all that good stuff. Um, and so writing has just sort of always been there in the background. Then random-ishly, I became a massage therapist, went back to school. <laughs> Three degrees was not enough. Um, <laughs> And that really got me. I've also, I've, I grew up as an athlete and my dad was a bodybuilder. So I've always kind of been around and interested in bodies. Yeah. Um, and so massage was just really just this thing for me. I just needed something that was just for me, not for the kids, not for the spouse, you know, not for work, like just for me, had no real intention of where it was going to go. Um, started a little bit of a practice, um, out of my house then moved into a tiny room in the back of a salon. And then one day I was made aware, um, through a lovely, uh, Facebook ad of coaching and, um, specifically body mind coaching. And I was already starting to get, wanted to get out of academia. It just wasn't aligned anymore, but I didn't really have, I was like, Ooh, maybe I could go into corporate and bring these skills over. And when I put it together with coaching, I was like, oh, this is it. I want to coach. Um, just following my embodiment, following intuition. At first, I was kind of around self-care and specifically like moms and women doing all the things and just feeling like ping pong balls. And, you know, like I was feeling like, you know, not really having a sense of self anymore because you're such giving, so giving so much to others. So did that really built up the coaching um, in, in that world. And I've shared this with you before, Michelle, but my first client was a massage client. Um, I kind of picked about five who I thought, okay, if Shana says do this, they're going to be like, yes, <laughs> and just needed my one. My very first client was someone who I would like, not never, but like never work with now, <laughs> but he was retired military, like 60 something years old. And I put together this program for him all around like self-care and an incorporated massage, incorporated coaching. And what's so fun about that, like I called him kind of my like universe God affirmation. Yes, you should do this. Is he paid in full, like had 
very few buying objections just a, it was really just a matter of like when to get the credit card from him kind of and the biggest thing he learned was just how to breathe <laughs> like that was it of course i had a laundry list because it was my first offer of all the things but i really love that and i i go back to that and remember that often when you know i'm continuing to grow so then fast forward um i started to really realize like kind of the glasses sitting on your head that you can't find like the duh thing was why am I not coaching people around writing? Um, the self-care started to shift a little bit and I would coach some business owners and kind of their vision and just expanding um, what they were doing in their business. And then here comes the writing just right there in front of me. And so it just became this really obvious, like, I love talking about writing. I want to keep talking about writing. Yeah. I like writing. So let's, let's shift the business into helping people do that from this embodied place. Hey there, my heart-centered coaching friends. As a sales coach, the most common question I get is how do I overcome the money objection? And I get it. Helping clients understand the value of your coaching takes practice. So in response to your request, I created a super amazing mini training just for you. But it's not what you think. It's going to forever change how you look at objections and buying questions. I've even created a cheat sheet just for you to help you set the stage for a yes before you even say hello. Head on over to michellerockwood.com forward slash sales and grab it today. Can I pause you for just one second? Yes, because that was a long answer. You have this awesome story about this first client and Shana uses the five steps choice, which I teach, yes. you know, and I'm actually helping Shana with her team now as they grow. But Shana told me this story and I, when I'm teaching people to sell their coaching, I, we always talk about the transformation, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm so dramatic. And sometimes like people are kind of rolling their eyes at me and I'm like, no, your work matters, even if you're teaching breathing, especially if you're teaching breathing. And right. Shana, I know you have this amazing example of that very first client who was not your ideal client, wasn't your niche. People get so caught yes. up in their freaking niche, right? Yep. And just sell to the person in front of you. But tell us how you kind of sort of maybe saved this man's life. Can you speak to it just a little bit? Yeah. So we were heading, this was a six month program, this first program, and we were about maybe a little more than halfway through. And he had really been just, I mean, just really making his own connection to himself in between our, our hands-on um, time together um, on the massage table. And then all of a sudden um, without having any kind of event, like nothing happened, he realized he was not feeling right. He was having a hard time, you know, just catching his breath. So he was connected and felt that and went to the doctor. And sure enough, he was like, he had two arteries that were like almost completely blocked. Yeah. And so he went and had major open heart surgery. So one, just like the fact that he knew something was off because we had been, you know, doing work to connect yeah. to yourself and to how you're feeling and your body and listening to it. Yeah. That was the powerful thing. And then when he was, I'm glad you asked this because now I'm getting all teary. Um, when he was like, I think in, yeah, he was still in the hospital. He messaged me like a couple of days after the surgery, it was still in the, the week of surgery. And he said, I want you to know I'm leaving the hospital today because 
I have been able to just stay calm. Everything you taught me about breathing, the doctors are just amazed. And so I don't have to stay here, you know, days and days and days. I think he had only been there like three or four days after like, Major you know, symptoms. they crack your chest open, <laughs> like your ribs are, are torn apart. And it, he was just like, I, I attribute that, you know, very much to the work that we've done. And it was just crazy. And so like, I still share that as testimony, even though that's not specifically directly the work that I do because it just shows, know, right. Yeah. You never know the impact your work is going to have. And so right. when you're sitting there selling your coaching, like I get so dramatic because life is dramatic, right? It's like relationships, it's kids, it's life, it's death. It's, you know, being driving and being connected to yourself and not, you know, it's just, it's I the love power it. of investing in yourself, like yes. of paying attention and honoring and valuing yourself. And yes, having that financial exchange to deepen that. And I know that you bring this kind of gravity to the work you do. This isn't, you've talked to me and told me this isn't a cookie cutter, follow this exact plan to write your book. There's a lot of embodiment and a lot of Shane is a body mind certified coach. She brings a lot of that into her work. And so and I've really found like, I've been really resistant to structures in my business, unless I do it my way. And if right. I do it my way, I'm like, this is the greatest thing. Everybody has to do it. You know, I have this spreadsheet and I check my Facebook ads here and, you know, um, if it's my way. And so, and that's really a tenant of coaching, right. Is to help the client figure out what works for them and to support them around that. And so bringing clients through writing a book that way. I mean, that has to feel really, really amazing. Some clients, we pretty much, they pretty much write their book out loud and we support them in capturing that. Other clients write in little, we call it writing around the edges. Like they did laundry and a little thought came to mind. Mm -hmm. They went on a walk mm -hmm. and something else. And so we support them. And how do you make that work for your habit and get the words out? Some people they're like, I have to do it in the morning. And it's, you know, I set a timer and yeah. that's it. You know, and so it's it's not about. Um, unfortunately, we get taught typically in school that there is a one right way to write, and then I see that impact when business owners become business owners and they have to do a ton of writing, and they're like, "Wait, is where's the where's the steps? Where's the formula? You know, where's the five paragraph essay for my social media post? And it's like, no, get connected to yourself. Jane, this is something that you have really opened my eyes with, with my kiddos. And I want to, so let's go to, um, how you find clients in a minute. Okay. So don't let me okay. forget. I want to talk okay. about how you're finding these clients. We've talked about how you serve them, but this is something really juicy and beautiful that you're talking about here in terms of writing. And if you're listening to this, I suspect you love to read, you love to write. Maybe you have kiddos that, you know, you're nurturing. And your one, you have a podcast. Can you share the name yeah. of your podcast? Yeah, it's The Written Compass. The Written Compass. And it's so, so good. Absolutely beautiful to listen to. I like to listen to it when I drive, drop my kids off from school after they're out of the car. Yeah. <laughs> but you've started to help me think differently about grammar, writing mm. structure, um, mm. and, and the limitations that we put on our children and on ourselves in terms of creativity. And I have um, this eight-year-old and honestly, I'll get emotional because he's such an incredible writer. He takes you right into it. It's captivating. Mm. But his teacher said, sat down and she looked in his eyes and she said, Miles, don't you ever let anybody take this voice away from you. 
Yes. And I was like, oh my God, Shana would love you. She was like, people are going to tell you that there is a certain way to write, that there is a structure, that you should be more formal in your writing. And like, we were all like getting teary because he's really exceptional. And she was like, don't you ever let them take that away from you. Yeah. And he paused and he was like, why would I ever do that? They're going to want to write like me. Yes. Right. And we were like, yes. Yes, yes. And that is the kind of brilliance and beauty that you bring out in people just in listening to your podcast. You know, you start to think differently. Yeah, it's, I mean, it really, this gets into some deep systemic parts of our society and education and the, honestly, it's oppressive. And it's all because there is this myth that there is a standard, um, around language there's american standard english is a thing and when we try to constantly push people to that and if in school you are not a human that because of who you are and how you grew up nothing wrong with that it's beautiful and amazing and it's what makes us amazing and unique people and have these beautiful voices that come out in writing Mm -hmm. um but if you didn't fit you know, if you don't fit easily yeah. into that standard, then you're going to be typically, you might be told that what you're doing is wrong and how you're speaking and how you're writing. And it's just so much more complex and deeper than that. And most people who push back will like, Shana, if we had no standards, no one could understand each other, you know? And it's like, really? Like, let's lean into that a little bit, right? Like, of course we want to be understood. And of course we want to write and speak in a way that allows us to do that. But I'm coming to your words, wanting to understand, you know, I'm going to work and do what I need to do. And I'm going to appreciate, like, can we just trust people are going to appreciate, wow, they're saying this word differently. They're writing this differently. They're using punctuation differently, not because they don't know how to, but because this is who they are in their voice and they're intentionally, Mm -hmm. you know, using this comma or not, (laughs) you know, like how how dare we, you know, how how dare we steal these children's voices? I can't stand it. It drives me. Who do we think we are? And how freaking boring is that? And what's so funny is, is there is no one white white man to even follow. Like who are, what are we talking about? Because if I say, Michelle, what is standard English to you? And then I ask Sally and then I ask, you know, Bill and you ask me, we're all going to have a little bit of a variation. And therefore, what are we doing? Because that's not standard. Yeah. I love it. I love it. How do you find your clients? Now, in the beginning, I know they came kind of from your massage practice, right? A little bit, but honestly, you know, it's been a really interesting journey. And I, I love how you're so honest on this podcast too, Michelle. It's a continued journey. It's not a found them, done, right? right? Like it's continuous. And I think that's both like, because I get to be shocked and amazed at how people come in. And I get to also be in that like, how are they coming in? <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. it's this beautiful two-sided coin, but yes, um, I thought my initial coaching clients, I thought I was going to be when I decided to become a coach, that it would be the hands-on work with coaching, but I, and there was a little bit of that, but then the more I just, um, the first thing I did was I did start a Facebook group because I could see how 
I didn't need to just try to reach the people that I could physically see or touch in my town and where I lived. I knew immediately, I was like, oh, this is, you know, this can go well beyond here. And maybe that's because I taught, you know, I was teaching in a graduate program. It was online and we had people, you know, all over the place in that. Maybe that seed was kind of already planted that I knew, right? Like I didn't have to just stick to where I was. But it started, you know, um, someone would join the Facebook group and then maybe send me a message and say, hey, I'm struggling with this. You know, do you help with that? Maybe there was kind of a loose acquaintance friend who was like, you know, and I would just say like, you know, this is kind of what I'm doing now. Do you want to talk? Yeah, let's talk. For me, when I connect personally to someone and just say, hey, do you want to talk about that? Like, and see if I can help you or whatever, just being kind of, which is very scary to do, especially, yeah, if you, yeah. don't, you know, I, I, I am not the person that is just, you know, going to go into somebody's DMs who's completely random. There usually is some kind of connection, right? And I build that rapport thanks to the wonderful things that I've learned um, from Michelle. But, you know, it's interesting now that I'm, starting to bring on and and use a sales team to like continue that connected feeling because that's typically how it's happened i've been connected to someone and i just kind of come at like hey do you think this is like do you want to talk about this it's really just been a curiosity and they say yes and we hop on a call and then we really get to go through the process and see if it's an aligned fit. So yes, I, I do live marketing moments most months and that yeah, tell me, tell me about those. So I love you call yeah. it a marketing moment. So you have yeah. one, is it one event a month? One event a month. So I'm a very, and I like to be like, turn on a camera and just let me go. I'm also okay. a generator. So I respond to people. Even so when mind, I have yeah. them there, they get to, you know, ask questions and all of that. That's where I really come alive. So yeah, these live marketing moments, um, typically I used to do them like for just an hour or two and it's just not enough. It was just not enough time. So I've really? actually made, they're kind of like VIP days. And so, um, I charge for them. Um, kind of a, a very low ticket, um, like hundred bucks, 200 bucks, 97. Yeah. 97. Is, okay. And then what's cool is there'll be maybe one or two who will find that link somehow, you know, maybe yeah. I run an ad, maybe I don't, and they find it somehow and pay that 97. The other cool thing that I've really loved is we'll have, we'll create little coupon codes for it. So as I'm in conversation with someone or somebody from my team, um, one of our, Cindy, one of our salespeople and writing coaches, she, her hairstylist has always talked about writing a book. And so she was like, why don't you come to this next thing that we're doing that Shane is doing? And then boom, like, here's a little code. Right. And it would be, and we talk, do you think this person needs to energetically like do 50% off? Or do you think we should gift it to them? You know, cause we'll kind of oh, have those yeah. fun conversations. And we really feel into it. And you're like, you know what? I've been talking to this person for a while. They need to have that exchange a little bit. So they'll show up and do it. Okay. So this sounds awesome. And so do you have like three people, five people, 10 people show up for this? What's been great. And what I've really had to own um, and claim and, and I continue to like, I don't follow the, whatever the rhythms, you know, the 20% that you trickle down. Okay. You know, only 20% are going to yeah, buy. So if you want that. this mm-hmm. many people in. And that means you got to have, you know, whatever it comes to, right? Like a thousand people have to see, sign up, you know, (sighs) 
<laughs> deep breath. Okay. We're all about connection. We're all about embodiment. We are not meant to work with everyone. Yes, we are scaling and growing and that is great. But yeah, we get kind of this beautiful little snowball effect of two or three new people come in each time. Yeah. And oftentimes some people will come back and do another event, you yeah. know? So it, it's this nice, this is a good conversation because it's reminding me to trust the process. I love trust. this. I want to do yeah. it. $97. So, but so what about in the back of my head, I go, does somebody really have three hours of time, you know, and do they, do they appreciate having a block like that? Okay. I can absolutely just share. We did this. I had my, uh, a moment yesterday, one of yeah. our marketing events, it was how to turn anything into a book. We just had a couple of people there. I knew some people were watching the recording and who had signed up and wanted to watch the recording because they didn't have the block of time. They wanted to come and they're like, Oh, I can't be there. And honestly, the last probably close to an hour and a half, we were just working together. Like they were just sitting there and they would unmute and we'd talk and I could respond and support them. They'd move the needle. And one person is turning this, she did a, um, like a self-care, self-love challenge in her Facebook group. And so she had prompts and things that she had done that she had in a Google doc. And she wants to turn that into like a journal to publish on Amazon. So she came to this event. And so we started to work through and like legitimately get it, you know, how do I put lines on a page? You know, so we got to talk about Canva templates and she's got to start that. And we actually got to put the, start to put the things in the order that she wanted. And I kept checking in, you know, like, how are we doing? Do you guys, you know, do you want to stop? And like, no, this is so great to just have this time and space. I never get this. Right. And they had, again, that they had invested in it. They had carved yeah. out the time yeah. for it. Win, um, what a win-win. They, you get to right. receive, they get to see what it's like to work with you now. And then they see how they can turn anything into a book, right? And then they move yeah. on to work into your program. And yeah. you work with people for how many months again? So our signature program is, this is the year I write my book. So it's a 12 month um, program. We okay. do have, you know, breaks and things in that, but that's typically for most people. And it's still pretty fast. I was just on a call with uh, someone yesterday and they had been writing their book for seven years. So they're just ready to publish. And one year, one year is a group coaching. And then you also have a VIP, right? They can work yes. with you if it's this, they're a CEO or they're somebody who needs to get it done and needs a little more handholding. Yeah. A little more, um, maybe like we need to really get in there, get writing a little more support. So more members of our team, um, get on that project with them to really help them. Like we get in there and help them gather their word assets. We get in there and help, you know, with that back and forth, it's not ghostwriting, but it's like right before that, you know, um, yeah. really supporting them and getting the words down. Typically we include a retreat in that because it's great to just, they need to step away at that level and just get the words down. And then we can kind of move on from there. So Shayna, I know you wanted to share another freebie, but I actually like really want this. Is this a freebie or can I pay $97 to get the recording on how to turn anything into a book? Cause that's, I want that personally. <laughs> yes, absolutely. It is recorded. It is ready to rock. So I'll make sure we share the page for you to be able to grab that and share that with anyone who's Do you interested. have, can we have a coupon absolutely. code? <laughs> 
<laughs> I love that. Yes. I will do a, um, we'll do a, um, a special one with your podcast. I love it. Perfect. Okay. So I'll put it in the show notes. We can put a link to it with a coupon code yes. and we need to charge your asses. So you show up, you need to charge me, right? Otherwise I won't listen to the whole thing. Do it. Um, do it. But yeah. I love a coupon code. Well, the everyone. cool thing is, is the recording is because we do have the, I would, I like to pause it when we're working. So people don't have to <laughs> sit with us if they're watching the recording. So the recording okay. is actually much shorter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Anything else that you want to share as we finish up today? I just uh, speak to you, Michelle, and just so grateful to have you as a part of my journey and your work in sales like fits so well in a way that I didn't even know. I boxed Michelle the other day. We're in the process of moving and we're downsizing and we're selling a lot of our furniture and I'm literally using the exact same steps from unscripted sales and it is just so fun to be, it is a forever skill. And I just love, like, it doesn't matter what you're selling, you know? So I love that we talked about all the different ways that, you know, business evolves. I know you've had a similar journey as well and how your offerings can change. And that doesn't mean you've lost anything or you messed up before, or, you know, you were on the wrong path. It's just so fun to have that sales is love and, you know, to understand that and to, be able to stand firm in that as you're talking and doing the scary thing of talking to people about investing in themselves and investing to work with you. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Tell so us fun. again, the name of your podcast and your website, please. Awesome. Um, the written compass is the podcast. Definitely go check that out. Um, all over there, disrupted narratives around writing your book. And then shanahartman.com is just our general website. And I know we're going to put some, um, information in there for some freebies and then some other stuff. To get yes. And if you want to get what I want is how to turn anything into a book, you can go to michellerockwood.com forward slash Shana. And that will have a link to everything you need to check that out. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here. I hope you have a great weekend. You too. Hey coaches. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed that episode. If you like the show, I have two asks for you. One, share the podcast with a coaching pal that could use support around sales. And secondly, leave a review in whatever app you're listening on. And if you'd like to learn more about selling your coaching unscripted, head to unscriptedsales.com or find me at Instagram at Michelle M. Rockwood. See you soon. Happy sales.